church. All right, let's stand on up. Let's go.
of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole world with holy thunder who leaves us breathless in all in wonder the king of glory the king above all kings check it out this is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus to sing for all that you've done for me Has you done anything good for you? Let's hear you sing it Who brings our chaos Back into order Who makes the orphan A son and daughter The king of glory The king above all kings Tracks like the sun in all of its brilliance The king of glory, the king above all kings yeah. This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life that you've done for me. Come on, church. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Sing it out. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. Oh, you would lay down your life. You know what? I saw a lot of people when we're singing that, that chorus just sitting there. We're singing, this is amazing grace. It's amazing grace that you would lay down your life. Let's really rock it out. I want to hear you. This is 2015. There we go. This is amazing grace. One, one, two. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. Oh, you are 
done for me. One more time, let's go. This is amazing grace.
it up all together. You ready? I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my praise. You alone I long to worship. You alone are worthy Again, let's go. Let's just start today with a prayer. Lord God, we ask that you fill this place. You blessed us and you were with us throughout 2014. And God, as we talked about last week, we're just praising you in advance for the promises that you have in the seed in the barn for us in 2015. And Lord, just fill this place with your Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. At this time, our children may leave for our Sunday school shoreline ministry. Children and youth. All right, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? What I want you to do right now, it's been a crazy kind of um, end, like fall, Christmas kind of stuff. So, and I know some of us have seen people and haven't. I just want you to greet people around you. Just say hi to people around you. Take a couple seconds and go ahead and do that. Don't say that on an airplane. Live long and prosper. Okay, all right. Um, Donna Wiggum is going to go ahead and give us a brief announcement first to get started. And then we're going to have some, uh, your your top billing, Donna. Well, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. The Haven's Helping Hands is going to start off this year with our first mission. And that is to make care packages for the homeless. They're in... You will place items in a two ounce gallon bag that will provide them with a meal for those that are out in the cold that don't have anything. Um, this is going to be done, passed out through the Paris Foundation where they go and eat and we serve. So we are going to be passing out Bonnie's in the back. This is a thing for Bonnie. So Bonnie, please stand up. She loves this. Um, she loves this more than anything. And then I'll be passing this one from this front forward. We will also be in the back of the church in the lounge to answer any questions you may have about these bags. Um, It's very important that the cans that you put in them have those pop tops so that they can open them. They won't have can openers or any, you know, nice facilities. These are bags that they can use wherever they are. Um, It has sterno bags, hand warmers, something to drink, and utensils. So... Um, If you have any questions, please let us know. We'll be doing this through the month of January and February. Um, So please, just if you have questions, give us a call or email us or see us in the back of the church. And we'd really love to be able to bless as many people as we can with these bags throughout this time. We'll also be collecting blankets and socks because they go through those during this cold season when they get wet and they have to dry so they have something to change in and out of. All right, thank you. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, great. So if you need a list, by all means, go ahead and do that. If you're online and you say, oh, I want to do that, go ahead and just send something to info at havencc.org, and we'll go ahead and put you in contact with the right people. All right, everybody, you ready? Here we go. Go. <sighs> you survived another year. Good job. Okay. Um, you might feel like that. Um, sometimes it seems like we get so ready for the Christmas season, so ready for New Year, and we're like all excited, and then it's like, oh, here we go again, right? It, it's just kind of like a, a letdown, but hopefully it's not this year. Um, if you are visiting with us today, welcome. We're glad that you're here. Uh, hopefully you received a smiling face, number one, and maybe a card, number two, that just said, um, hey, I, uh, you know, I gave you a card, fill out some information. If you'll do that and take this also to the lounge area over here, we'll be glad to go ahead and um, we have a small gift for you. Thank you for being here today as part of our, um, our worship, and we believe that you're here by God's uh, grace and leading, and, uh, and his will. We're going to talk about his will today, so that's going to be kind of um, awesome, good segue. If you want to become a member, our next membership class, uh, February 1st, men's group. Men's group is meeting uh, regularly on Tuesday evenings. Um, they'll be beginning the fight series this week. Um, they're not going to fight um, but it's a, a really good uh, series, so please plan to be here. If you haven't come before, welcome you. Here's your official invitation. You're a male. Hey, we'd love to have you, so please show up um, and go ahead. Couples group get together on the 10th. You can read the information about that. They'd, lo- if you, they'd love for you to be part of that if you'd like to um, go ahead and be part of that. Um, you can see there's some other things that we were going to be talking about, Stephen Ministry, and some important stuff. There's an information about their prayer power for Stephen Ministry, and you can read what it says in there, how James tells us that the prayers of the righteous people are powerful and effective. Uh, during the coming months, we will invite you to pray about the congregation's new Stephen ministry, and you'll hear a lot about that. Specifically, please pray for, God, that, for those God is calling to serve in this ministry. And you have some information. Um, some of our people have been praying with you, our, our Stephen ministers here, Donna Wiggum, who was up here, Randy Fluker, and also um, Debbie Chadwick. So we want to um, continue with that. Parish Foundation, um, the date in the bulletin down below is wrong. It's not, we're not going back in time to the 21st, um, but it'll be the, the 18th of uh, January, okay? So we have a lot of different things that are going on. Before we go any further in the service and before we get further into the prayers of the time, if, uh, I'd like you to just kind of throw your hand up like this and wave backwards. Margie Bochelle is watching. She went back in the hospital. She's had a rough week, but Margie is back in the hospital and she's watching online. I got that by good news. So Margie, welcome to church. We miss you and we can't wait till you're right back here, right, Dot? Right there next to you. So be playing, praying for, for Margie as well. Uh, we want to lift up some prayers. Rachel asked for prayers for her, her mother-in-law's sister, uh, Leon. Is that right? Um, Marcia and Tom have a joy to have their son home with us as our present for Christmas. Tommy, there you are. We didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him officially, but Tommy sat back there under the, uh, under the auspice for a while. And he, you still playing? Okay, just checking. Okay, good. Just checking. So that's great. And traveling mercies for a safe flight back to Florida. Trish... Um, Moore has asked for prayers for a friend, Linda Tate, um, to be praying for her and for her surgery, Trisha's surgery on the 27th. Uh, Anna has asked uh, for prayers for her grandfather. He's um, back in the hospital with internal bleeding this time, um, and they, uh, they found something in his stomach, right? And so it, it looks like they may have gotten it right, hopefully. So he's had a time. Um, and, of course, his mountaineers, like mine, lost this week. So that's another thing to, to be in there. But please pray for his healing. June asked for praise. She starts a new job on Friday. Oh, you started Friday. Awesome. So, you, you, see, God was just giving you a break from that year and then brought you right into the new year with a new job. 
Um, and for her sister, Beverly, was rushed to the hospital and found to have bleeding in her brain from blood thinner and had emergency surgery. So we're going to lift them in prayers. Um, if you have any other prayers to add to the prayer list, please go ahead and fill those out behind the sconces in the back uh, or also fill that out online. We have a spot there that under forms. You can go ahead and um, if you have questions, go ahead and say, how can I fill out a prayer request? Please do that. Also, I was asked if you uh, had any poinsettias um, and you want them, please get them today. Um, they're pretty, but ready for them to go. You know what I mean? Time to start another one. And we want them to go to people who would use them and have them. All right? So let's continue on and and furthering, honoring God through God's tithe and our offering. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today and we just uh, recognize that you're an amazing God. You brought us through another year and here we are today to just worship you and glorify you. And so, God, with everything that is facing us in the future that we don't know, we know that you know and you have in the palm of your hand. And so, God, for all the concerns and prayers and and joys and things that we've lifted up before you, we know that you're going to be ever-present and meet those needs the way you see them to be met. For those who are facing surgery and, and other tragedies, be with them. And God, give them exactly what they need. For those who have joys, let them just see your hand in in all things. And God, now as we are still in this transitional phase of looking back and looking forward, we recognize that all things come from you. That you bring every blessing, every blessing that we have, everything is from you. And so God, you've been faithful to us and as a portion of returning that, that joy and excitement to you, we now go ahead and give your tithe and our offerings as a, as a joyous thing, not as an obligation, but something that we want to do because of our love for you. As we're reminded by the scripture, greater love has no one than this than they lay down their life for their friends. And God, that's what you did. You sent your son to suffer, to die and raise again. And anything we give, even in the midst of our own lives, just fails in comparison to what you've done. And so God, whether we're watching online or whether are here today, Let's go ahead and give back to you so that we can meet the needs that are so vast and so, so overwhelming when we stop to think about it. But through you, God, all things are possible. And we give you praise for who you are in Christ's name. Amen. Surrender 
scripture this morning is Isaiah 55 verses 6 through 11. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it.
Jesus, I have decided to give you this. Really? Yeah. You know whoever sits here makes all the decisions, right? I know, and I'm always making decisions, but you make the perfect decisions, so you just sit right down and start making them. Wow, I'm honored. I mean, this feels great. Kathleen, <laughs> guess what? I just got my new credit card. It's time to go shopping. <laughs> oh, really? I thought your husband and you were going to pay off debt. Oh, yeah. I mean, money's kind of tight, but I figured he doesn't have to know about it. So do you want to oh. go with me? No. <laughs> no? Why? Uh, what I mean is, uh, I don't know. Um, oh. So let me check my schedule, and then I'll get back to you. Okay, yeah, give me a call. Okay. <laughs> Kat, what's going on? What do you mean? Well, I'm kind of one cheek in it here. Look, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. You wanted me to sit here, right? Well, of course. And whoever sits here makes all the decisions? Right. So what's the problem? Uh, there's not a problem. I just, I don't know what I was thinking. Really, please, here, sit down. As long as you're sure. I'm sure. Okay. okay. So, let's start over. Okay. All right. Kat, I noticed that you've been losing your temper a lot lately. Right. So, okay, Jesus, you know what? I know what you're going to say, but, um, see, you, do? you don't know the whole situation, you know? Oh. I, well, all I'm saying is that your attitude is a decision. Yes, of course, but I have a lot going on right now. Well, I know you're under a lot of pressure. Pressure? Jesus, you don't understand pressure, okay? This I, isn't working, Kat. What? We can't both sit on the seat. It's either me or it's you. Okay, I know. You know, I just, I didn't think it was going to be this hard, but here, just take it. No, I'm not going to take it. You have to give it to me. Okay, here. Kathleen, make a choice. I can't. You just did. All right. Um... Anybody feel like that sometimes? You're kind of walking back and forth with God. You got God one cheek in it in your life, I guess, as they call it. Um, welcome. We're just, I'm glad that you're here. I'm, I'm really kind of, whoa. Freaked out. Um, but, uh, man, really freaked out. Um, I am really excited about uh, this series because it's one of those ones that I had an idea when I originally planned it, and God's taking it somewhere else. Um, so it's going to be kind of cool. So we are going to deal in this series with the subject of God's will. God's will, okay? Um, anybody, uh, anybody ever want to know that? How many of you want to know God's will for your life? How many? Okay, so a lot of people. Good. So that means I'm going to hit some people here. Also, one of the things um, I wanted to mention to you, particularly if you're visiting, um, if you have young kids, and we do have a nursery, and if, um, if you, you, know, you want to hold on to them or whatever, and the little rowdy, we also have it planned on the outside. It's a little delayed. So by the time you get back there, you won't miss anything. Um, so it'll be good. Um, but that's just for you guys uh, to go ahead and do that as well. But um, when we talk about the subject of God's will, it's something that's extremely important. I think it's really good that most people really want to know God's will for their lives. Even people who really don't want to live for God want to know what God knows for their lives. And, um, and so we're going we're gonna to talk about that and, and look at uh, some things in life. Now, one of the things I find interesting is when people find I'm a, a pastor, a lot of times they think I got like this hotline to God that I pull it up like it's a bat phone, like the red phone, and I go, beep. And I say, yeah, God, I, somebody wants, has given me about five seconds of their life, and they want to know what their will, your will for the life is. Could you please give that to me? Um, anybody ever had that experience before? You just really want to know. And I find it even more difficult in our lives now where we are very instantaneous on everything. And uh, we want God's will that way. Now, when we look at this, 
God's will is, very, is a very popular subject. As we saw, many people, if not the majority of all the people in here, would like to know God's will. But sometimes God's will can be overwhelming and confusing as well. Uh, like, for instance, has anybody ever gone to fill up? Anybody fill up on gas this week? Remember when you used to go and you just filled up on gas? Now I feel like I have a test. Do you want a coffee with that? What's your, uh, what's your zip code or your whatever it is? Uh, what's your social security number? What's your mother's first date? I don't know. You know, you've got all these questions. It's confusing. It's like a quiz, and I'm like freaked out. All I want is gas. And, you know, a lot of times I think that's a lot like God's will. We just want God's will, but when we, when we seek God's will and when we go to get a little bit deeper in this relationship with God, how many of you think, like I do, there's a whole bunch of other questions that we have in addition to that. And I feel like I'm at the gas pump and all I want is to fill up on Jesus. But the problem is I got a lot of other questions that I need to answer. So, so that's kind of where we're going to go with this series here and, and figure that out. I want to follow Jesus, but what do I do with all the rest of this stuff? So, you know, there's several different questions in life that we have. Like one of the questions is, you know, the Bible tells us that children are a gift from God, a heritage from God but then tell us how many they have. In other cases, like for instance, you may have questions about your job or, you know, whether this is the job you should take or that job or what treatment you should take, this one. Or some of you may ask, should I have my tubes tied or should I have a vasectomy? That's not in the Bible. I've never seen that anywhere in the Bible. Has anybody seen that? Anybody ever seen that? Like, I want to get a vasectomy. Where is that? It's in first hesitations. I don't know where it is. You know, We can't find those things. And so we have these big questions. And you guys who have your kids here, explain that to them later. Um, But that's one of the things. We don't know a lot of times what to do with different circumstances that we have to deal with. And as I said, it would be great if we just pulled up to the Jesus tank, filled it up, went through our journey until we're running a little bit low, fill it back up, and here we go. So we have all kinds of questions about what to do. And a lot of times when we talk about God's will, we don't know what, how to count the cost of that either. So as we seek to go deeper over the next few weeks, we're going to go to the scriptures. This is going to be, uh, you see I got this, I got some really cool illustrations, and I'm going to call some of you this week because I may need some help in finding my illustration for next week. Um, but we're going to, we're really going to get in. In order to get in deeper, we have to do some teaching. And you know, I, I really enjoy teaching. And so I want us to look a little bit at God's will. So let's look at this first scripture lesson, which comes from Ephesians chapter 5, 4, verse 17, I believe. And here it is, right here. Is it 5, 17, 5, 17, excuse me. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We want not be foolish. In other words, for those of us who raised our hands, who said, yeah, we want to know God's will. Hey, you're not being foolish. For those of you who didn't, hey, welcome to the foolish area. We want to know what God's will is. We should want to know what God's will is. When I asked who wanted to know God's will, hands went up all over the place. And, and some of us, some of us I, I will be honest, some people just really do not want to know what God's will for life is because a lot of us feel like if we have God's will, then we've got to be good. And you know, when we're outside of God's will, there's a season where it is fun. Come on, let's be honest. Come on, I know you guys, you're good sinners too. You're good church people, but you're also good sinners. When we're outside of God's will for a season, that's fun. But for the long term, it's not. For the long term, it'll leave us empty. 
And so what we end up having here is we cannot know God's will unless we do God's will. So that's one of the first things I want to share. So what else is what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you an illustration up here today. And we're going to illustrate three things. And we're going to continue on. So we're going to deal with a basic understanding of God's will in three ways. And hopefully you guys will peek. Oh, can you see over here? You'll be able to see it. I'll make it, I'll make it big enough. You guys may have it. You may have to get up and walk around back and forth and write notes. But that's okay. Um, the first thing that we want to talk about, these are, these are real deep biblical concepts that I'm going to break down for you. And the first one here is this. We have this big circle. And anybody who's seen me draw know that this is a, a labor of love for you, that I do this because I'm horrible at drawing. So the first thing, we have this circle, and we're going to call it God's works. The, or the works of God. And you also have that in your bulletin as well, if you want to write that down. The works of God. And what this, when we talk about with the works of God is simply this. God does what he wants to. You may not like it, but God does what he wants to in life. For instance, I'll give you a biblical example. Creation. God did not take a straw poll. God did not say, excuse me, all of, all of the heavenly hosts, I got a question. Should I create or should I not? It said he spoke and just said, bam, here it is. So God was not, God, and, and if you have a life like mine, when you seek God, God does not always say, Jack, I'm thinking about this or this. Which one would you rather me do? Because usually if he answered my way, the whole world would fall apart. But what he says is, this is what I do. This is who I am. For instance, Abraham. Abraham was really old. Really, really old. Older than anybody in this room. Old. His wife was really, really old. And God appeared to him and said, guess what? You're going to have a baby and all nations are going to come for you. And his wife said, hey, yeah, right. Now, I would do the same thing now. And I would laugh if God brought that to me. I'd cry afterwards. But here's what he says. He says, hey, you're going to be the father of all nations. Abraham said, no way, I'm old. And God said, let me tell you something. I put you together. I can make everything work. You will have a baby. And they actually named him Isaac, which means he laughs. It means she laughs um, because of that laughter. So they did that one. So that's the first thing. The other thing is that we look here, look at Moses. Moses came up with lots of excuses. Lots of excuses. I stutter, you know, get my brother, do this. And God said, no, no, no. You're the one who's doing it. Okay, you want your brother? I'll bring him along with you, but you're going. And so God wasn't asking any of those people what he wanted to do. He just said, this is what you're going to do. This is what I want to do. I will do what I, what I will do. For instance, if you look at his name, what he told Moses, I think it's great. When he, Moses asked the question, who shall I say sent me? He said, tell him I am. Or I am what I am. Popeye God. I got God, right? I will be what I will be. I will do what I want. Nobody's going to question me. I'm God. Deal with it. And so that's where he starts. So God's works are extremely, extremely powerful. And... We can look and see even more so in this, uh, how God works things out. It's the sovereignty of God. When we look at the cross and we look at the crucifixion of Jesus, the scripture tells us time in and time out that God prepared this before the beginning of the world. Look at what happens in Acts. In Acts. Let me look here. Go with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, it's a good thing. Acts chapter 2, verses 22 and 23. We have... The statement, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you 
through him as you yourselves know. Now here's the verse I really want you to hear. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing on the cross. Whose plan was it for Jesus to die? Whose? God's. God utilized the situation, but he did that from the foundations of the world. He knew he was going to do that. That is God's plan. He did what he said he wanted to do. There was no discussion that was based in that area. Men took action, but God had the plan for it. So it was a, it's a little bit uh, different when we look at there. So God's, God's works. Hold on to that. We're going to come back. All right. Number two. Here's our number two circle. How's my circle, first of all? I do pretty well? All right, here we go. Here's another one. Let's see if I can re replicate it. All right. All right, number two. And so here's, here's our second one. Next one is, and you can fill this blank in, and you can draw, I left you some space to draw your own circles as well. Uh, this is the ways of God. The ways of God. And I put a verse down. That, I'm not, that we don't really need to put up, but I put it down there. It's the Ten Commandments. A lot of people say, I don't know God's ways. Hooey, you do know God's ways. God's ways, the Ten Commandments. Let's look at some of these that we have up here. Thou shalt not, what? Have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make any graven images. Thou shalt remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Thou shalt honor your mother and father. Thou shalt not kill. Actually, it's technically murder. Um, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against the neighbor. Thou shalt not covet. That's pretty clear, right? In all circumstances, you shouldn't do this. You're not, I don't want you to do this. That's God's ways. Here it is. Don't do this. Very clear. There's no time where God says, you know, um, you should not steal. And we say, but wait, what if I'm in this situation and, you know, they took something from me and I did that? No. Now, it may be, may be a little bit challenging for you. Um, do not commit adultery. God says no. No time. Now, God's ways are clear, but they're not always easy. Right? You may be in a bad situation, bad relationship. You got somebody throwing themselves at you. You know, you're like, and you're throwing yourself at somebody else. I don't know what it is. And you're like, whoa, wait a second here. You know, thou shalt not. Ted Turner actually said that he thought that one should be removed. Wonder why. Okay? Bear witness, false witness against your neighbor. You may not like your neighbor. They may be encroaching on your property line. You want to make up all kinds of things about them, get everybody in the neighborhood. God said, don't do it. You, how many of us look and see when our neighbors or people pull in and they have a better car than you, a better house, a better this, you think, and you say, man, I want that. Guess what? Breaking one of the ten. God said, don't do that. I've given you what I've given you. you be good with a few things, and then maybe I'll bless you with more. All right? So when we do those kind of things, God's pretty clear on that. And it doesn't just happen in the Ten Commandments. Jesus did it in and kicked it up a notch even more so when he got into uh, the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Don't worry about tomorrow. How many are worried? Anybody worried in the last year? Every hand better go up. I know you did. I've seen you. We worry. God says, my way is not for you to worry. How many of you have let the sun go down on your anger? Oh, I'm stepping on my own toes there. Because you know what? There's some people that just tick me off in life. I don't know about you. I live with some of them. <laughs> right? You know exactly what I mean. You do too. 
Do I go get mad and I <clears throat> roll over? <clears throat> Wake up in the morning. Oh, work, work, work. Hi, and they go back at you, you know? That's how it happens. God's ways. We are to be holy. We are to be set apart. We are to be peacemakers. We are to be loving. We are to be forgiving. Oh, did he say that word again? No. I've got reasons to hate people. Yeah, sure you do. But God's ways are you are to be forgiving of one another. You're holding the grudge because somebody offended you? Hey, welcome to the club. But guess what? We all offend God. We're to be forgiving. I hate that part of it. We're to be humble and generous. The ways of God are clear, but I'm telling you, they are not easy. They're not easy to do. People will say, I'm not sure what God wants me to do. And Yeah, bull. Pick up a Bible and open it up. He'll tell you. God's ways are very clear. They are difficult. As I said, the Bible tells us that children are a blessing from the Lord. Some of your children are not at times. Some of mine are not either. Don't seem like it, but they are. But God doesn't tells you to have children and that, it, and, and that they're a blessing if you can have them. But then he doesn't tell you how many you're supposed to have. Believe me, I got five. I was waiting for God to say, stop! <laughs> so what we're looking at is, here it is. God's, God's, God's going to bless those areas. And then we got la- last one here. Are you ready for this last one? Last one is the will of God. So it works, we have the ways, and we have the will of God. And when I look at, one of the things that I want to talk about, when, I look, when we look at works, we talked about how works are, uh, God does what he wants. The ways are what theologians call God's moral law. That's a blank you can fill in there. God's moral law. And this one is usually where we want our personal answers. What is God's will for my life? How many of you ever said that? And it's, it's like personal answers. I want the answer. I want the specifics known about what God has for me. And it's also the mysterious area as well. We kind of think it's very, very mysterious here. We want to know that children are a blessing, but really, God, I know, but how many should I have? And we look for the, we look for the God's will in a couple areas here. And I'm going to put this in here. We look for God's area in trying to find the specifics in what and when. And the last one is where. When we look at God's will, that's what we want to look at. We say, God, I want to know what I'm supposed to do. What job am I supposed to take? What person am I supposed to marry? When am I supposed to get married? When am I supposed to to ask that person? When am I supposed to have children? When am I supposed to retire? We want those questions. And where? Where should I work? Where should I live? Where should I move? We all have questions. So many options when we try to figure out the will of God. And I want to tell you something. This is something, and I've always believed that the will of God was this thing that God said, boom, here is your will, Jack, find it. And I spent my whole life running through a maze saying, is it here, God? Nope, not there. Let me run over here. Is it here, God? Nope, not there. Oh, maybe back. Oh, no. Uh And what happens to me? I get frustrated. 
I get completely frustrated in that. For instance, how many of you have ever felt like God has that one person that you're supposed to marry? I may have been taught that. All right? Now, I want to I give this to you. I wanna, let, let's, let's think about this a little bit. It's going to be different because I, I was looking at this and I was like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of right here. When we have this one person, think about this. Say, Sam had a one person that God had picked out for him, Mary. But Mary didn't get the message and married Bill. Sam marries Jane. Bill was supposed to marry Martha. Martha now married somebody else. Everybody, because of one person's choice, has screwed up all of humanity, and now have married the wrong people. They're having the wrong kids, and all hell is breaking loose. <laughs> Think about that. Isn't that ridiculous? And, you know, like, what do we do? Do we go out on a date? You want to end a date really quickly? How many of you are single in here? You want to end a date really quickly? Go out on a date and say, so do you think you're the right one for me that God has provided? Guarantee you there's not a second date. <laughs> think of how massive and horrific that is, that God has this secret person <laughs> that he's hiding from you and says, go play hide and seek until you find it. And I'm going to put you through a whole lot of hell with the wrong ones until you find the right one. And then when you think it's the right one, guess what? You might be married to him for a while, and I'll say, surprise, it was the wrong one. That's demented. Some of you may say, uh, should I work night shift or should I work day shift? Should I, should I, should I teach this class or, or that class? Should I teach this grade or that grade? I, I got to tell you, I think God has an answer to all this. I know he does. I don't care. I think God says, I don't care. I'm not sitting here and saying, this card matches that card. If you don't find it, I get to zap you. I think God sometimes wants us to get off our butt and do something so that he can go ahead and bless it. Does anybody else agree with this? You know, last week I had a lot of fun because you guys were really active. I want you active today, okay? Wake up. Uh, here we go. So, Think about it. There are a lot of people and a lot of good believing people who have lived in prison their whole entire lives by believing God has this secret will for them and they have to find it. And if they don't find it, they miss out on everything God has for them. And I don't find a loving God in that at all. Do you? Because here we have Paul telling us in Ephesians, don't be foolish, but understand what God's will is. How can I if he's hiding it and going, go ahead, try to find it? It makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. So in this series, what I want to do, I want, to, I want some people to be free. I want you to be free from the understanding that God's will is a secret thing that we've got to search and find. I want you to be free and recognize that God's will is the best way to live our lives. And it may not be what we thought it was. If we do one thing and miss out on it, God's not going to say, Psh, you wasted your life. Like for instance, there are, there are times where God is specific and says, this is what you need to do. For instance, Jonah. Anybody remember Jonah? J there he is right there. I love this picture because this is him after he's vomited on the beach because that's what happened. 
We say he was spit up. He was like, you know. He's, so God says, I want you to go to Nineveh. Jonah's like, I hate them Ninevites. What's plan B? Uh, go to Nineveh. You're going to go in a fish or you're going to go in a boat. You choose. He says, throw me in the water. Fish swallows him up, gets vomited on the beach. He's a little bit stinkier, a little bit nastier. But guess what? He ended up in Nineveh. And Nineveh's not right by the water, just to let you know. That was a big, like, Bleh! you know, shot him a while over there. Look at it. Look at the map, okay? We like to think he just went to Nineveh and went, Pfft. no, he went, Bleh! you know, Shah! there he was. God does not, that's, that's God's works displayed. He's saying, guess what? I'm doing what I want to do, and that's my will for your life. He will do that at, at certain times. But more importantly, I think we need to recognize that God works with us. Our theme verse for this uh, series is this. I want you to get to know this very well. It's from Colossians chapter 3, verse seven, uh, 17. Excuse me. And I want you to um, go ahead and look at this with me up on the screen or on your Bibles. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay? Let's look at that again. Let's read it. Let's read it. Read it with me. Okay? Is that good? Let's go ahead. You guys can read it with me, right? Okay, here it is. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through, through him. Awesome. Giving thanks to the Father through him. Paul in Colossians. This is after... Uh, Paul's dealing with a lot of different things at this time. But Paul says, no, here's, what he, here's the synopsis of Colossians. Jesus must be first. Jesus must be first in our lives. And he's the head of everything. And we need to live this way. So he says, whatever you do. Say that with me. Whatever you do. Whatever you do. Whatever you do, do it into the name of the Lord Jesus. In word or deed, whatever's going on. All for the glory of the Father. So as I look at this, what if God's will is not something specific and hidden? What if God's will is whatever you do? Think about that. Now, I'm going to clarify that. Don't, don't worry. I'm going to clarify that. But what if God's will has to do with whatever you do, doing it into the name of the Lord Jesus? That's the key part, doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus. If I'm doing something for the Lord, whatever I do is good. It's the will of God. So let's look at this. Let's change some of this around a little bit, okay? Can we do that? I'm going to, so here we go. What if the center of this is not God's will? What if it's God's ways? And what if this is God's will? So, so I don't spend my life trying to find out God's will to affect God's ways so that God can work. What I do is when I know his ways, then I'm in his will. With me? That when I, when I know what God's ways are, because that's easier. I can pick up a Bible and I can read God's ways. And when I attach that to my life and live my life that way, then I am under God's will. Does that seem better than trying to figure out his ways and seeing if it matches up with his mysterious will. And I believe that's in the heart of God. What if, and whatever I do is not concerned with where, where I live, or where I go to college, or where my occupation is, 
but more why. Why I go to work every day. Do I go to work to do everything in word or deed for the name of the Lord Jesus? Or do I go at it begrudgingly? What, what if it's not about when? When will I go to college? Or when will I get married? What if it's about how I live my life? What, about, what if it's about that? And what about not what? What if it's not what path should I take and what job should I have and what? Or about who should I be when I'm there? So let me, let me clarify some of that. So instead of where, we have what? Why? Correct? Instead of when, we have how? Instead of what? Who? Who am I? It's a little bit different, isn't it? A little bit different focus. I've spent most of my life searching for this mysterious pot of gold that God has for me. I'm tired of running and from something that's hidden from me when what is available to me is his ways. And if I live in those ways, then I can be under his will. Isn't that cool? Isn't that freeing a little bit to anybody? Anybody awake? Is that freeing to anybody? The will of God is this, and I have this in your bulletin. The will of God is when I walk in his ways, I will always be in his will when I walk in his ways. That way, if I don't marry that mysterious right person, then guess what? It's okay. Because guess what? God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out when, I, when it's not about what, when it's about who I am in him. That's freedom. God is not hiding his will. God's not going, <laughs> come and find it, Jack. <laughs> That's not what God is doing. And I got to stop living that way. And I've been taught that way wrongly. Look at what David says in, and we have it in your bulletin, in 2 Samuel, verse 22 through 31. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. Absolutely flawless. We spend so much time and energy in our lives looking for the hidden parts of God's will when God wants us to live in the revealed areas of his ways. You know, one of the things that as I was a kid, it was a little bit difficult for me to understand early on. But like, if I knew that I lived in Northeast, I didn't realize that I lived in Maryland. You know what I mean? And because my grandparents lived in Delaware, and I didn't know what that meant. I thought Delaware was... You understand? But, but by living in Northeast, I live in Maryland, which I live in the United States. And once I recognize that, it's the same way. I, I, didn't rec I don't recognize in my life that by walking in God's ways and living in his ways, I also live under his will. And that makes, makes things a lot better in my life. Now next week, I'll tell you, next week we're going to spend some time figuring out the stuff, the decisions in life. How do we do this? How do we figure this out? And to recognize that it's more important knowing the heart of God than his hand at times. Now, God knows how to guide you with his heart. God knows what he's doing. And the Bible comes alive in a new way when we begin to take this new approach, when we begin to walk in his ways, and simply is this. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one, probably one of the most popular verses in the Bible. I don't even need to have it here, but just in case, I'll throw it up here. Um, and it's on the screen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, submit or acknowledge, to, acknowledge him. And he will make your paths what? 
How many of you have been taking the beltway around your life? How many on one of those big, like, you ever been on one of those circles, like in Boston or in a big city, and just keep, I, I remember the first time I saw one of those big circles one time, I was in Boston with my college roommate, and um, I was watching people get on and just keep rolling around. They didn't know how to get off. And sometimes that's how I feel my life has been, searching around for God's will, running around, running around. God, I've been around this lap a thousand times. I've been going around, 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 around. I'm not quite sure where it is. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I need to get in the inside. Maybe I need to get on the outside. Maybe I need to get off on another road and go around another circle. And I don't know about you, but that's tiring in my life. When really all I just need to do is listen to my God being my GPS and, and guiding me in his ways. And helping me know that. I want my path straight when I submit. His ways, his ways is submission in my life, okay? Um, walk in his ways. See how every experience changes you. You know, one of the things that I realized is Melissa could have married somebody else. It would have been a lot worse for her <laughs> because I'm greater than all her ex-boyfriends. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm just, she won with me, ding, ding, ding. You know, she got the prize. Um, and uh, I won't mention her name because to protect the guilty. Um, huh? Okay, there we go. Uh, but she could have. She could have. I could, you know, and, and guess what? It would have been horrible for me. And I could have married somebody else. And, you know, I can't imagine that. But guess what? I think if I, if I was here, that she could have been blessed still by walking his ways. Not as much as she is by being married to me. You got that, right? Um, but it's one of those things. So don't just be waiting for that one. God's more worried about what you are. Now, there's some things God can't redeem, like being a Cowboys fan, and that's okay. Um, he'll, but, you know, there's still forgiveness for that um, if the Lions win. But anyway, um, if I walk in God's ways, he will lead me in his will. You getting it? If I walk in his ways, he will lead me in his will. Let's go back to our verse, Colossians three seventeen. So, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all. Do it all. That's whatever. Do it all. Everybody say whatever. Do it whatever in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So as we finish this time today, I want to give you three things. Now again, um, we're just setting up for the rest of this. I hope you're getting excited. We're going to talk about God's will. We're going to get deeper in God's will. And so hopefully um, for the next, uh, after this week, probably next three or four weeks, we're going to roll in there. Um, God's still determined. I'm walking in his ways, trying to figure out his will for the rest of the series. So here we go. First thing, God's will is now more than then. It's the first thing. God's will is now more than then or now more than in the future. What does that mean? How I'm living is greater than how I want to live it. How I'm living now is more important to God than what I want, how I want to live like. Like, for instance, I don't have a clue what God's will for your life is the next 10 years. Because guess what? I don't have a clue what God's will for my life is and what, how it's going to work out in the next 10, next 10 years for myself. But what I do know is his ways are here, and today I need to walk in it. Scripture says, this is the way, walk in it. Okay? Um, you know, we drain so much energy thinking about the then. How many are already worried about next Christmas? I mean, there's some people who are. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you're, you guys are, a lot of us are like uh, department stores. 
As soon as, Chris, as soon as the 25th is down, man, we are like throwing up the, we're like going, oh my gosh, I got to get ready for the birthday. Oh my gosh, I got to get ready for Valentine's Day. We never live in the now. We're always looking past here. Until you do God's will, you can't discover God's will. How do we do God's will? By living in his, by doing his ways. Living in his ways. Don't be lazy about the doing part of it. I think a lot of us say, God, I need to know your will for my life. Go ahead. God. Look at Moses. I mean, he's not here, but let's, let's just look at him a little bit. Moses. I'll tell you what, church will be full next week if Moses was here, I'll tell you. Um, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, one of my favorite stories ever. Moses in the burning bush. I'm going to read this. Now Moses was tending the flocks of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire and it did not burn up. So Moses thought... I will go over and see this strange sight, which the bush does not burn up. Now, I found some really cool stuff about this because it really came together here. Too many of us in life are looking for burning bushes when we just need to be watching the flock. We want the burning bushes in our life, don't we? But Moses was passionate and dealing with what the sheep, that was his, that's where God had placed him. You know, you can divide his, his life in thirds, and they're big thirds. Large thirds, 80 years. And here you have the first part of his life, Prince of Egypt. Second part of his life, lowest of the low, shepherd. But he loved it, and he did it to the point that he responds, hmm, that bush is on fire. It ain't burning up. I think I shall go see that. I've been like, dude, whoa, ah, whoa. Whoa! I would have forgot about the sheep, but he's like, come on, sheep, let's go check this sucker out. We want burning bushes, but we're not willing to deal with flocks. Be happy with your flocks before you get, and then God will provide the burning bushes. God burnt the bush, had the bush on fire, not Moses. It's the how, not when. That's what we need to do. Okay, number two, God's will is motive before action. Our verse in Colossians, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever we do is supposed to be done for Christ Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. That is our motive, our motivation for getting up to work, our motivation for marriage, our motivation for coming to church, our motivation for for getting deeper in the word is that we do it in the name of the Lord Jesus to give thanks back to God. We talk about that only in our offering, giving thanks back to God. But it's our whole lives need to be a thanks offering back to God. I used to think God's will was a place. But Saint, I want to tell you, St. Augustine, I've, I've quoted this before, but St. Augustine said this. Here it is. And you would think it was some real deep theological thing. Here's what it is. Love God and do as you please. Because if I truly love God with all my heart, my soul, and strength, what I'm going to do is to please him and give thanks to the Father. That's God's ways, living in God's ways. Becoming his will by living in his ways. All right, number three. God's will is a person rather than a place. God's will is a person rather than a place. Again, Colossians. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord. 
Don't despise the small beginnings in your life as we talked about last week. The motive of our hearts need to be what moves us in accordance. I'm a pastor because I want people to come in contact with God. Because I guarantee you, no matter what area you're in in your life, there are times where people have criticized you and you want to throw in a towel. Anybody? But it's the motive of your heart, if it's connected to Lord Jesus, that keeps you going. I can tell you right now, the only thing that's kept me in ministry is that I love the Lord, and he's been so good to me. The only thing. And, and because he wants me to share that with other people. That's it. That's the only thing. It's not so I can go, hey, I'm Jack. No. It's not so I, like, I want to talk to people on here. I do talk, but I, I can do that in other ways. I could be a Walmart greeter. <laughs> and talk to everybody there. Even if they don't want to talk to you. Why I do it is because I want to do everything in my life. I, I don't always do it well, but I want to, everything to be for Jesus Christ giving thanks back to the Father. Because he's been so good to me. So good to me. So, as we wind this down, and as the praise team comes forward, your choices are not outside God's will. As they come up, I want to... Um, yeah, you can go ahead and take that. That's cool. Um, I need two, two, uh, two volunteers, or I'll draft you. All right, come on, Becky. Come on, Thomas. We'll bring Thomas since he's always got to hide behind the drum set here. Here's what I'm going to show you. Okay, Becky, you stand over here. Okay, here's Thomas. Thomas is outside the will of God. All right, here he is. So sorry. He's, he's way outside of the will of God. His life, man, he's made the wrong choices, made wrong decisions. I, I know, and that's what happens. You, you volunteer. And here he is. And here's Becky. Keith, you're going to hate this. She's made all the right choices. She is in the will of God. Everything that God has wanted, she's sought to do and gone. But here's the cool thing about God, and this is what I want you to understand about the series. Because there's somebody here who says, Jack, you know, I haven't been walking in the ways of God, so I'm not in his will. I've messed it up. There's way, I'm too far gone. Here's what happens. God does something really, really cool here. Because he's God. Because remember, his works are here too. And so God does what he wants, right? And so God says, Thomas, I know you messed up. Becky, I know you've been awesome. But here's what I'm going to do. Right here, look at this. I'm going to bring it together for my glory and my will because I'm God. Isn't that awesome? Anybody excited about that? You excited about that? All right, get back there. There we go. All right, so here we go. Hear this today, and the last verse I'm going to share with you. And we know that in all things, you know what that is? Whatever. All things. Say all things. All things. Say whatever. whatever. God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Isn't God awesome? Oh, come on. Isn't God awesome? Get off your butts and get up. Let's go. We're going to praise the Lord. And, and so this is just the beginning of what God is going to do in 2015. He wants to lead you. And when you make the center of your life His ways, when the center of your life is, are His ways, you will be in His will. If you want to know the will of God, start today. You got, you're working with resolution. Just say, I want to live in your ways. I want to know more about you. I don't want to be that angry, arrogant person anymore. I don't want to be a person that is depressed and upset and just falling apart anymore. I don't want to be a person that smiles on Sunday and, and says everything and is, and is hate, filled with hatred throughout the rest of the week. God, I want to know your ways each and every step of the way. God, I don't want to look at my job and say, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I want to be... I, want to, I don't want to just look for the burning bushes. I want, to, I want to enjoy the flocks that you've given me to go ahead and serve. 
God, I don't want to look at my spouse and say, what is wrong with this person? Why did I marry that? I married the wrong person. I should have married uh, Sam back then. No, no, no. God wants to bless you today if you'll walk in his ways and be a good husband and good, be a good wife. Because God has a lot of plan for that. And then just seek in the direction and let God bless it when you walk in his ways. The altar's going to be open. I'm going to ask our Stephen ministers to come forward and pray. And, um, and Debbie, I'm going to ask you to come forward over here today. We're going to all be up front here today. Because I just want you to say, God, where am I? We need the Lord. We need the Lord today. So please come. The altar's open.
I, I, just, I just realized that, there's, there's, that sometimes it takes a little while to get going in the Spirit and just really respond to what God said. Uh, there's, you know, we all need God's will. Remember everybody said, hey, I want to know your will. I want to know your will. Now we, now we have it a little bit turned around that God says, you know my ways and you walk in my will. So God puts it back on us. And so in order to do that, we can't do it alone. We need Him. So I just want you to, to just think about your life situations and people and all kinds of other stuff and just give God one area where you need him right now. It's where you need him right now. And we'll close after this with this uh, verse here. So let's go ahead with that chorus again. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. My somehow when you're when you're seeking in the ways of God how his will comes about because I got to tell you this week um, we didn't get a chance to practice because of uh, New Year's Day um, and, and all the stuff that went on with that and um, and when I was on uh, the elliptical this week I'm not only walking his ways but if you elliptical in his ways I guess God, it works because I was in there and I was listening to the Spotify uh, thing that Wayne put together and all of a sudden the song Lord I Need You came on and this isn't like one that you like really work out to this isn't like you know metal and head thrashing so you can, you can pump weights and run but at that moment maybe it was because I was dying on the elliptical I don't know but I was just I, it was like it was just a worship song and I, I think I was kind of singing so I don't know where anybody heard me ne next to me but I was like wow it'd be really cool I hope Wayne uh, picks that song we didn't even talk and then I looked at the uh the sheet that he had and this was the response song I got your house bug though oh you do got my house bug so um but you know that's that's the will of God when two different places were seeking his ways to work so as you go forth this week you know this is just the beginning I'm excited about hearing what God's revealing to me I was so ready to preach next week's sermon I was going to do it the next hour take a break and come back but we'll do that next week and so next week we're going to talk about once again going deeper but we're going to talk about the window the window and um and so we're gonna we're gonna look at a window you guys have no clue what that means and I'm just barely figuring it out so that'll be awesome I actually I do have it set together so it's going to be an awesome time make sure you come back glad you have a happy new year I mean we're a little bit late so I mean um but we're going to, um, if they want to continue to worship, they can. Um, but we're, I'm going to dismiss you in the name of the Lord. One thing I do want to say is to a very special person to me is my dad. He celebrated his 74th birthday, and he's had a crazy couple years. So happy birthday, Dad. Um, he's watching online. And um, 
he told me he'd see me today. So happy birthday, Dad. We love you. And have a great week in the Lord Jesus. Amen. Blessed assurance.